What's happening, humans? Welcome to the First Step Theology Podcast, where we discuss our glorious God so that we might love and enjoy Him in a greater way. My name is Joel, and I'm joined by Luke Rasmussen. How are you, mate? Welcome to the special, Joel. It is a special day. I'm here with a special boy, and you're wearing a special shirt. Speaking about special boy, Joel, can we talk about (laughs) some feedback you got recently from your sermon? Uh, you can, but before we do that, <laughs> yes. we are talking about Sabbath today. Yeah, Actually, we are. that was on the the sermon was on it was yeah. on Sabbath, but yeah, we yeah, yeah. today wanted to take just a couple of minuettos out of your day and talk about some of the practical things that you might consider in stopping or starting. Yeah, for your Sabbath practices as a family. But anyway, yeah. Well, th- this is the perfect example of the fact that sometimes when you preach a sermon, you th- you feel like you are just like. You nail it. Mm. And people afterwards would come to you and be like, oh, I need to respond to that. Like, and so this is one of those sermons where people were like, well, that's a hard yeah. word. And we'll get into the detail of it in a mm. moment. But then there's sometimes you people pick up on the wrong things that you've said and done it. And I reckon this is the perfect example of it. There you are preaching the gospel. Mm. You've spent hours preparing it. Yeah, You get a message from one of our church members. Well, let's name him, actually, because um, we forget this, but he's also number one enemy of the show. <laughs> he's number one enemy of the show. Why is that? He, oh, he doesn't because like Because he thinks twirls are terrible. Something <laughs> ridiculous like that. Like, he, he just had no no desire to have a twirl. He was, you know, buying them just so he could throw them in the bin, something yeah, like that. I think he, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he burns them regularly. Yeah. Anyway, so Josiah. Yeah. Pretty sure he throws them at puppies. That's what I heard. I heard that too, yeah. yeah. No, he lights them on fire, then throws them at That's puppies. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Josiah. Yeah. <laughs> sharp. Sharp. Josiah Sharp, yeah, sorry. What's his street address? <laughs> he sends me this message, like straight up. Actually, it was probably during the sermon. Yeah. Anyway, it's a photo of me on the live stream. He says this. He says, I'm in Sydney Airport watching the live stream, and I just have to say... Dot, dot, dot. So I'm expecting, like, a good, oh, uplifting. Oops, you know, like, yeah, praise well, Jesus. Well preached, yeah. I'm yeah. weeping. Yeah. There's a revival this. breaking out. <laughs> no. Please let me cut your hair so you stop abusing my eyes every Sunday. <laughs> Free of charge, I'll even pay you. <laughs> you could have made some sweet money. <laughs> <laughs> so I should give some clarity here. I cut my own hair, like, genuinely just go into the bathroom and shave my own head. Yeah. Uh, you know, neat back and sides. The, Ish. the short back and sides, sorry. Ish. The, the problem being that, like, from the front, it looks great. Tell me it doesn't look good from the front. It looks great from the front. And where do well I done. see it from? Exactly right. Yeah. So this back and sides are terrible. <laughs> yeah. There's been many times where you've turned up to church on a Sunday <laughs> and we're having a conversation about you just had your hair cut. Yeah. And you're like, oh, I missed a spot. And there's just this tuft of hair that you've just missed. Yeah, it looks like I'm growing out like an Anakin, like, tail. But it's only like two centimetres in. Yeah, yeah, you've become a, uh, an apprentice in the uh, Yeah, an apprentice Jedi. Jedi. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, thanks for that, Josiah. Yeah. Enemy number one. Well, do you know what I love about this is that, like, mm. <clears throat> we, uh, we joke about this. In fact, I had dinner with someone recently and they were talking about, like, it's hard. Often in this podcast is you hanging stuff on me. (laughs) Observing things. Observing things. And I realise I am odd. Like there are some many things that I would say that only up until hanging out with you have I realised, yeah, that's weird. I I shouldn't (laughs) say that out loud. Or why do I continue doing that? Like my avocado seeds. Keep giving me ammo. (laughs) And you, like a maniac, 
slot that away in your little filing cabinet in your brain under category four thirty seven B and then you bring it up at the exact right time to just heap them on me. So the other day I was getting reprimanded by my mother who is like, Luke, this is your opportunity. You need to remember these things and get him back. Oh, so do you have anything? No, of course I don't. I have a life to lead. I can't even remember my children's names half the time. Friends, friends, friends. Luke comes into the office last week and legitimately like the first thing he says, he's like, oh, I was thinking about how I'm just like a real like mini projects guy. I'm like, oh, right. This is, this would be good. This would be a good chat. This would be like related to him like building something and doing something masculine. He's like, yeah, I've noticed that my jeans are like wearing less on the back than on the front. And so I need to, you know, wear them more when I'm going for walks rather than sitting down what is wrong with you? <laughs> the, the salvage jeans. The, if you know, you know. You, you, you buy them raw and then you, you work them in. And so I... Mm, yeah, go on. <laughs> I was talking to even Charlotte about this the other day and I could just see her glazing over like, who cares? I'm like, yeah, I've got to break in these jeans because I just feel like this. just... I'm like, oh my goodness. What have I become? Oh, this, dear. Yeah. This, what a, how to hold on a second? We were talking about your bad haircut. How did it go <laughs> to my bad jeans? I don't know. Yeah, but it's true. People remember. I still. I was at uh, someone's house the other week, and mm. they 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 were confessing to me as their pastor. Yeah, their love and affection for their dog, and yep. how they have like created. They've now d- tell me this is madness. They've create. Mm. They've aligned their dogs with different characters like one dog oh yeah that dog's mick jagger and the other dog's freddie mercury and all this kind of stuff because of their personalities okay yeah that's that's too much and they said during that conversation Mm. luke would not be pleased so something they have picked up from some comment that i've said i mean this is the same family that they told their daughter that their, their dog wouldn't be waiting for them in heaven yeah so, you but know, you said that to them, didn't I you? I did say yes, that. Yes, yeah, okay. So that's why they picked and it up. And now they, now yeah. every time they say something about their dog, oh, Luke would not Luke, be pleased. Yeah, <laughs> he would not be pleased. He would not be happy about this. Get a few the things that you remember. Yeah, sure. Not good, man. No. Nah. Although well, I'm happy about that. Yeah, it's true. It is true. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, I'm not yeah. happy about and, it. And your it's dog's dog. not going to heaven. And it doesn't have a personality. <laughs> it's not flipping Freddie Mercury. Get it to sing. Go on. Sing for me. <laughs> Under pressure, mate? Yeah, we know. You're not singing it. Yeah, I thought this was a pastoral call. <laughs> well, uh, I do go. love this family very much. Yeah. I can't remember how we got here, but where we were going to yes. was talking about Sabbath. Sabbath, yeah. And the need for rest and the call to rest, in yes. fact. And so we've been going through Genesis, and why don't we just, you know, in Genesis 1... Mm. We see God forming and filling. Yes. We see that God creates everything from nothing yes. for his glory. Everything, like everything yep. from like nothing, full stop. There, there was no things and yep. God created everything from nothing. Ex nihilo, which is the Latin word from, from nothing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which you can say in English as from nothing. Yeah, but yeah. ex nihilo. Yeah, yeah, very good. Very good. Pat him on the back, guys. And... Then in Genesis chapter 2, yes. verse 1, we get to the seventh day mm-hmm. in the allotment of days that we have at the start of Genesis, this creation uh, week. The first six, God is forming and filling. And then Genesis chapter 2, we come to 
what is really rather odd, mm-hmm. right? If we were if we were reading this for the first time, having no Christian awareness or biblical understanding, to see an Almighty God who is eternal mm. and can you know do the stuff that He does in Genesis chapter one. We then get to the seventh day, mm-hmm. and it says this. It says, The heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. So that, that summarizes what's happened in chapter 1. And then verse 2 says, And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested. On the seventh day, God rested from all his work that he had done. And so God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. That's quite a surprising... Mm. Like if, to, if we were to just take that out of our context, like our context of understanding, yep. that's, a, that's an odd, you know... Just a little bit. A little bit odd, right? Mm. Now we see this linked, obviously, to the Sabbath command that we see in Exodus chapter 20 and verse 8 where God gives the Ten Commandments. Yep. Um, and he tells his people to keep the Sabbath day holy, mm. to keep it as set aside um, because of what God did in creation. Because he created, he filled, he formed and he filled in six days and then he chose to rest on the seventh day. Yeah, And the pattern that God uh, uh, does in creation mm. is the pattern that, his people are to follow as they rebel against the past culture of, mm-hmm. of you know, their slavery in Egypt yep. and rebel against their false king that was Pharaoh and instead seek to worship and trust in God who calls them to, to rest and to Sabbath. Yeah. And that's rather significant. Right? Yeah. And so we, we, anyway, we went to a bit of a deeper level on this on the Sunday just gone. You can find it on our um, podcasting stream, the Gospel Life podcast, God Who Rests, Genesis 2, 1 to 3. Yep. But we wanted to have a bit of a chat now. Maybe let's start by going, what does this mean for Christians? Yeah, yeah. And then let's talk about how we can practically do that. Yeah. So firstly, what does this mean? both pattern that we have in creation and, you know, the fourth of the Ten Commandments, what does this mean for us as Christians? Yeah. Well, I think if I go, if I just backtrack a little bit, All right, not, not because I want to undermine your authority, but I do, and <laughs> in that this whole idea of Sabbath, mm. um, there's a few things like on that day, like the, the day doesn't end. No, yeah. Um, it's that continual work of that God's rest is his holding up of things and sustaining yeah. the world and all that kind of stuff. And then that rest is ultimately pointing towards the work that Christ will do. Yeah. Amen. So that command that is given to the Israelites for them to take part in is ultimately fulfilled and is pointing them towards Christ yeah. as the one who is the ultimate rest, mm. the, like the ultimate peace with God that we're longing for. That, you know, like when we are working and we are tired and, you know, just that there is uh, a hardness to our lives, mm. we, there, it is ultimately fulfilled in Christ. Yeah. And when Christ like returns and the end of all things, that, that rest will be uh, brought to its final picture and it's going to be glorious and great mm. in all of that. And will continue forever. And it will continue forever. Yeah. So that's kind of like big picture, right? Yes, of course. What then does that mean for, for you and I today? 
doesn't mean that we are then to continue in the commandment of uh, you must take a Sabbath. Mm. And then the next question is in the exact same way that the the Israelites were. That's right. And we would say no. No. Because, well, take for example, the very practical measure of a Jewish Sabbath was a essentially a Saturday, mm-hmm. the seventh day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Christians, historically and, and still today, we would say, um, participate and celebrate and observe the Sabbath or a day of rest, a day that is holy and set apart for God on a Sunday mm-hmm. because we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. That's right. Our rest. Our Yeah, who, who is our rest. Yeah. Absolutely. So... We would say that the command is not that we are to participate in the same way as the Jews do and mm. did, but we would say that, yes, we are commanded mm-hmm. to participate in that rest, the, the new rest, right? Of course. Because it's not sinful to not, like we're not saying that it's a, it is a, a sinful thing, mm. but we are saying that throughout Scripture there is the in- encouragement yeah. to 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 celebrate in Christ on that. And so that's why, you know, like the early church then made the gathering of the saints on the Sunday and then mm. they would feast on that Sunday. And it was it was all about moving the 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 idea of that Saturday to the Sunday and to to celebrate that. Yeah. Exactly. So it's it's very clear. Yep. Um Paul makes clear in in Romans uh fourteen and Colossians two that as you said, the Sabbath has passed away yep. now that Christ has come because that, that has been fulfilled in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly it's wise for Christians to rest mm. and even to um, set aside a day that is particularly holy as the blessed day, as God says, he, he made it holy. He blessed mm. it and he made it holy to observe that as a day of rest. Because we have to remember, like the Ten Commandments, uh, for example, uh, means by which uh, the people would live in obedience to their new king and, and their God, Yahweh. Yeah. The same God that we serve. Mm-hmm. But they weren't just um, sort of vertical. They, they were um, for their own flourishing. Mm-hmm. Like God has called them to live in such a way as his people mm-hmm. living in his world yep. for their blessing and their fruitfulness. Mm. And that is true for us today. And so if we, you know, if we focus on the fourth commandment, that um, cycle of deliberate setting apart rest mm-hmm. is just as necessary for you and I, both as it relates to our worship of God mm. and, it, and it acts as a sign by which we trust that God is sovereign and that he is working all things together for his glory mm. and that if we stop and rest, the world's not going to fall apart. That's right. Because God's in control. Yeah, God's working all things. It's a very big heart revealer, I think. The Sabbath mm. and how you take what you do with that rest it reveals your heart. I think in, it's in Nehemiah where um, <clears throat> they're establishing themselves as a people again, and they're building and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And one of the things that uh, it's either either Nehemiah and Ez- or Ezra um, it goes after the 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 new Israelites who are mm. now you know as they're rebuilding Jerusalem after they've been taken out they start working on Sundays again and so what they do is they close the gates and say no like you must not work on a Sabbath and it was all linked to their heart mm. and their worship to God yeah 
and in their resting in God's providence, in mm. in their wanting to uh, create for themselves and and everything like that. Like if you actually go and look at the what Sabbath also meant, like within the the Jewish culture, they would have Sabbath years mm. where they would rest the earth. Yeah, and they would have a days of jubilation or years of jubilation, where at like seventy years mm. or at the death of a high priest, those who had gone and um, sold themselves to someone to work for them or mm. like enslaved slavery, yep. different to what we see slavery is today. Yep. On those days, they were returned back to their people. If I sold land to you, it was returned back to my family yeah. on those days it of jubilation. It was set free, yeah. And the <coughs> idea of that is to, to go to first to push against greed, which greed is uh, comes from the root of the pride in our heart of I must mm. gain these things for my own glory. No, no, you are doing this for God's glory and for the better of those people around you. Like to fulfill God's great commandments, it's just to love the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. And then by loving the Lord your God means that you will horizontally love those around you. And so when we don't actually put God in his rightful place, which is revealed in Sabbath and everything like that, mm-hmm. we actually don't love those rightly around us. No. And it's it ends up being damaging to our society. And that's why Nehemiah was hardcore on it. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because he's like, no, this this actually reveals more about you totally. than the law. Yeah. And God's hardcore on it, right? Yeah. As something that's set aside as holy to him, mm. that is devoted to him. You know, this isn't just a day of, you know, of uh of PlayStation. Yeah. Like like it's yeah, a day dedicated right. to the Lord. Yeah, that's right. And um yeah, you know, that's significant. For because us. what it's doing as well is, is and I like that you said that, <laughs> and this helps when we get to practical things of it, is mm. that it's not a day of PlayStation. Mm. It's a day of finding rest in God. Yes. Because God is the source of life. Mm. And so if we make our Sabbath days about playing, you know, Fortnite with the boys, mm. whatever, yeah, or 2K, it, what we are saying is, is that it's those things that we find rest in. It's mm. to stop that we find rest in. No, it's to stop in God, yeah, through the work of Christ to rest in Christ, yeah, yeah, which is actually more resting for us Mm. than stopping and playing PlayStation with the boys, yeah. Now, let's touch on one more thing before we get to the practical stuff. Yar, um, two things. What, firstly, Hmm. is it a command for Christians to um, observe the Sabbath on a Sunday? It has moved there. Do, Mm -hmm. Do we need to do it that day, firstly, and then what is it for? What yeah, is the holy set-aside day for? Yeah, good. We went on tangent, didn't we? We, we did. Didn't Let's just questions. come back to it. No, you don't need to do it on the Sunday. No. But, firstly, this the Sabbath is for enjoying God, celebrating God and enjoying Him. Yep. Uh, enjoying uh, His gifts and His people and mm-hmm. finding rest for our souls from our labor in yeah. who He is yep. in, in those things. Doing right? something different. Totally, yeah. yeah. And so you and I actually have a conviction yes, uh, for us and our families, and, and we would say for for all Christians that mm. they do whatever they can to make it possible that they Sabbath on a Sunday. Yeah. And the reason we would say that is because if Sabbath is for enjoying God, his gifts and his people, for feasting and fellowship, the church, God's people, gathers on Sundays mm. to celebrate the resurrection of Christ, to enjoy God, to feast and fellowship together. Yep. And so it's set aside for us to do those things. Mm. Now, obviously, obviously, there are caveats to that. There are, you know, 
beautiful, faithful Christians who, for whatever reason, um, maybe it's shift work or, or, you know, whatever it is, just mm-hmm. aren't able to do maybe a full day or that day in particular. Yeah. And so we would, um, you know, lovingly encourage them to ensure that mm. they are setting aside a day for Sabbath. That's right. Um, and maybe that looks like, you know, lunch on Saturday to lunch on Sunday because they have to, you know, do whatever on Sunday night. Yeah. But but finding means by which they can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fair enough? Yeah, I think that's In agreement. Yeah, I guess. You're not going to throw a sandwich at me that's not a toasty? <laughs> <laughs> Nice, like we said there. All right. So what are the – let's get practical. Let's get practical. Because I, I agree with what you're saying there, and I think it – we need to do it honestly. I think just to follow on what you said there, often we go for the easy option. Yeah. Like we'll say, like, I can't do that because this is the night I do this and everything like that. Sure. I would just say search your heart honestly and your Mm. live practices honestly and go, am I truly making this thing a big deal? Mm. You said something in your sermon that I really appreciated Mm. about um, Christmas day. It's rare that you appreciate something that I say. I appreciate you're my favorite (laughs) preacher. I tell people this all the time. So less attitude. Thank you. (laughs) Sorry. What do you say? Oh, Christmas. Yeah. 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 So uh, maybe this is a helpful paradigm for us to think through of what a Sabbath could look like. If it's for rest, it's for enjoying God, for enjoying his gifts and his people. Just thinking about our Christian culture at the moment, Mm -hmm. a culture that is so um, invaded by the sort of like anxiety-driven culture of productivity where work is king or my desire or pride in work is is my king and ruler – that the really in our culture today, the only sort of days that we really Sabbath mm. are Christmas Day, yep, and maybe like a, a day on a, on Easter weekend, yep. Like you think about what we do on Christmas Day. Mm. Well, Christians we celebrate the coming of our King. We celebrate the incarnation of Christ and all that God has done for us. We we enjoy God. We well, we for example, we we gather as a church. Yep. On Christmas Day, we feast, yep, and we fellowship. Mm. And if you're like me, wherever possible, because you're feeling fat after lunch, mm. you go and have an afternoon rest, yep. a nap. Now, certainly, uh, I only say this as a as a framework, as a paradigm for how we might think through a Sabbath. Yeah, but I wonder if we could think through and talk through now, and you, listener, can go away and talk through with your family, how can you create a weekly Christmas day? Mm. How can you create a day where you... Because Christmas, you're not doing emails. No, that's right. You're not mowing the lawns. You're not going to kids' sport. Yeah. Oh. You're not planning difficult conversations with a colleague. That's right. You're setting aside. Mm. for you and your family to celebrate God, to feast and to fellowship and to rest and enjoy the work of both your labor and more importantly of God's labor. That's right. And and so, yeah, I, I just wonder if that's a helpful tool by which we can think through what a Sunday, what, what a Sabbath day set aside for God 
can look like. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying, therefore, that you have to like book in 25 different events you need to be on <laughs> yeah. and go and see every uncle you've ever known. Like, not literally like Christmas Day, and maybe yeah. there's not the same Christmas turkey or whatever, mm. but that, that how we treat the day. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely it does. It does. Something that I was just thinking about then is that often what we can do is we're not taking part in uh, like a Sabbath or something like that for like kids' sport or, mm. you know, like something along those lines. And I would just I would just push back and say I'm, I'm not against kids' sport on Sunday completely or necessarily. I am if it's if it's preventing you from being a part of community because what are you saying to your kids is more important. Mm. I think there's other other avenues about that because really we're setting up our children um, to stand before God, yeah. not to be the greatest, um, uh, you know, the greatest athlete that ever lived, mm. right? Yeah. So obviously that you know. You, you take that and you've got to work with your conscience in that. Mm. Sometimes we then say, oh, but it's a good missional opportunity. But I would like to remind everybody that we are taking a part in the Lord's mission, not your mission. Mm. And so by us Sabbathing from that mission as a community mm. to rest and to retreat into God is us saying, God, we are taking part in your mission that you were already doing before I was ever saved yeah, and allowing you to be God and us to not be. Can I just off the back of that before we get practical, which we promise we will? <laughs> Ezekiel chapter twenty, God is judging his people. Yeah. And he goes hard on them about a couple of things, but one of them is their observance observance of yep. the Sabbath. Yeah, right. And one of the things he repeats time and time again is that the Sabbath was not to be profaned in the sight of the nations. Hmm. So the Sabbath yeah, right. was to be um, kept as holy before God, but it was to be kept holy so that the nations would know that they belong to the Lord. Yeah, it was. He, he literally says that it, it was a sign of the covenant um, between me and and you. He says in verse twelve that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Mm. It, it, it the Sabbath was a sign to everyone that these people do something differently. And why do they do it differently? Because God is their king. Yeah. And they dictate their entire lives around them. Now, pull that into our context. To cease for a whole day, to to properly cease, mm. like Christmas Day cease. Yeah, yeah. Not like I go to church on a Sunday and then get to my you know weekly tasks in the afternoon. Mm. No, no, no. To cease and to rest. And to recognize that God is king and to trust him in that. Mm. That is, let's say at the least, countercultural. Yeah. And if it's countercultural, then by definition, it is missional mm. because it is pointing to our practice points to our belief. Yep. And so our practice of rest does just the same thing. That's right. And if not more. Um, so let's go practical, right? Because this practical kind of answers the question. As a mm. family, yep. we've been, Charlie and I have been convicted on this Ooh. about teaching our children about rest and Sabbath and things mm. like that. And since we've been starting this practice, we have found that we've had many conversations with different people, Christian or not, mm. and on like what we do as a family and all that kind of stuff and why we do it and everything like that. And um, it has actually been a great 
um, evangelizing peace in our in our practice. So uh, I would say that that backs up a lot of what you were just saying, mm. which is fun. <laughs> It's about time I was backed up by someone. Yeah, exactly right. Mm. What did I need to tell you again? Do I need to tell you? Do you need me to affirm you? You're feeling a bit sensitive today, are you there, buddy? No, no, no. Do you need I to promise, cuddle? I promise. Okay, good. Yeah, I want to cuddle. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> yeah. So uh, as a family, we, what we've uh, we've implemented is um, uh, how, how Sabbath used to work often is people would start on, at sundown mm. on the Saturday or yep. the Friday. That's what how the Jews used to do it, but within the church. On sun and then so sundown on a Saturday and then um, sundown on the Sunday it would end. Sure. So what we do as a family is we have our Sabbath dinner every Saturday night since we began. We have our Sabbath dinner. Mm. Um, Mum cooks something special. She's been cooking absolute brilliance recently. We all dress up and mm-hmm. we look nice. Um, we you know we we make our table nice. You know we're getting you know, nice cups out, a nice cutlery. We pick some flowers from our garden. So from the work of that, you know, uh, I really enjoy my gardening. And so, you know, we're, from the works of our hands, mm. we'll, we'll, you know, we'll put some of those um, stuff in the middle of the table. Mm. Um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a Sabbath. I'll open by reading a, a scripture and then I'll, you know, explain that scripture. So about 45 minutes later, we begin our meal. And then during dinner, we talk about the goodness that we've seen of God that week. And we're really mm. active on that. Like, you know, like Elsa, where did you see that God was good this week? And so she'll talk about that. Mm. And then we'll bring our spiritual disciplines that we've been working on that week. So mm. I'm catechizing my girls at the moment, well, Elsa. Um, and so she'll share the ones she's learned. So, you know, hopefully mm. he, she goes through four or five of her little catechisms and we share and we talk about them and we joke about it. We have a lot of laughing, mm. you know, then um, Solly, she's, we're getting her to memorize John three sixteen and 17 at the moment. And so yes. she'll give it that a red hot go and, you mm. know, we'll join in and all that kind of stuff. I'll share the, you know, scriptures that I've been memorizing or something really important that's happened to me. Same with Charlotte. And it's just this big moment of us just resting mm. and our conversations about God and our conversations about the goodness of God and celebrating mm. that. Like we as a family, we would eat a meal together every night of the week. Yeah. But this meal is different. Yeah. It's it's a moment. Mm. So let me ask a question for for our listeners. Yeah. Uh, so why sort of the specialness? Like why dress up? Why um, set the table? Why get flowers? Why do those things? Oh, you answered the flowers one, but why the why the setting it aside? Well, I. I think mainly because of the fact of that it is setting aside that day for God. And so we start our Sabbath mm. in the presence of God, giving God our best. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and that, that, that would be off the cuff, I would say. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that, that and uh, yeah. Yeah. I think also you, the context answered it because you have dinner together every night. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So you're setting this aside as something special. Yeah. And that's um, that's discipling, right? Mm. That's teaching your children something. That's right. Um, about the significance of that time and that day that you're setting that apart. That looking forward. And mm. we root it heavily in Revelation where, where we talk about the Feast of the Lamb. Mm. So like the first time we ever did it, I, I read that 
And we I talked about the fact that you know we have this feast in looking forward to the fact that this is what mm. we are going to do one day. Whether it be people of different languages and they're all going to look different to us, and they're all going to, and there's it's going to be this huge feast. It's going to be the best party, you know. And so my mm. girls are just like, oh, you know, Sabbath is the best day ever. Yeah. So they they go into Sabbath because yeah. Sunday for my kids can sometimes be touch and go. Sometimes sure. they get up in the morning and they're like, I don't want to church today. Yeah, sure. And that's normal, kids. that's kids. Yeah. But starting the day this way, they're like, I can't wait for Sabbath tonight. Oh, Dad, are you? What are you gonna wear? You know, how would you? What flowers should we get? You know, like if we go for a walk that day, like should we get these flowers so we can put on our Sabbath table? You know, like little yeah, girls yeah. being girls and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's this big moment. Mm. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we were all unwell on the on the Saturday, so we didn't do a big show for our Sabbath, and uh, that was Charlotte and I just being lazy. Sure. And um. Our girls were so disappointed in no. us. They were like, why didn't you organize Sabbath for us? It was just like, you're sick in bed. Like, what, what do you expect <laughs> to, to happen? Yeah. yeah. But I just love that. They're just like, mm. oh. So anyway, that that's how we, we yeah, kind of start a, our Sabbath. Yeah, sure. So then on, on the day, mm. we just continue on that line. What, what sort of things are you doing? Well, I, on the day, I always make sure that my kids see that I'm opening the word to start the day. So like normally I do my devotions out in my office, mm. but on the day I'll do my devotions in the living room, mm. so they know that I start the day with the Lord. Mm. And obviously that changes if I'm preaching that Sunday, you know, or anything like that. Mm. But we make sure that you were always at church and it's this big celebration. And then after church, we'll then get a nice meal and have you know like something sweet. Because mm. I remember reading somewhere that there was a um, a a rabbi, it was a common practice within rabbi and, 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 you know, like orthodox families that on a Sunday they would give their kids honey. All right. And, and so that you're like in line with to taste and see that the Lord is good and mm. his, you know, his sweetness and remind them of their sweetness. And so, yeah, we will have something sweet together, you know, like, yeah. oh, isn't God sweet? You know, reminding just like throughout the day, we just try and put things in that day as best we can. We're not mm. doing this every week. Like don't, don't yeah, put yeah. that massive burden on yourself. You have to do this every week. But we're building to, the, to that extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're building practices of just reminding ourselves of God's sweetness. We might go for a walk mm. in nature because we all froth nature in our family. Mm. You know, we'll yeah, we'll do things like that. Yeah, you're you're enjoying time together. Yep, and with God's people, and every possible op- opportunity, you're being grateful to God. Yep, you're resting in the work that He has done. Yep, both in creation and in salvation. Yep, and enjoying Him in that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Now, what about the things that we need to stop? Because I think yeah. that's maybe the more challenging one for people because before they can start something new, they need to stop something mm. <laughs> for that day, right? Mm. Um, what are the – maybe I'll start and then you can jump on the back. Like what are the key things that we need to stop doing mm. so that we can set it aside for God? And my my wife and I, as we um, have started practicing Sabbath as well, like that requires quite a bit of planning. Mm. To cease for a day isn't something that happens if you just get there and hope it'll happen. There's just no way. (laughs) Impossible. Um, You have to plan for that. And so we make sure that um, we now move our shopping Mm -hmm. day because historically we would maybe do shopping on a Sunday to get ready for the week. We move any sort of like meal prep that we do for the week, which at the moment is just like food for the kids. Or your sandwiches. Oh, yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Um, we it, either move that to a Sunday yeah, or like a Monday morning. or Saturday, you mean? Oh, sorry, Saturday, yeah, or yep. uh, Monday night. Um, 
we are becoming more deliberate about setting like phones and technology aside yep. uh, for, for, um, for our Sabbath and removing even the temptation of going, oh, I'm just going to check this and that and reply to this. Yeah. Um, you know, all, all those sorts of practices that aren't necessary for, you know, living because <laughs> yeah. this is the thing like yeah. we're parents as well you don't stop being a parent on a sunday oh that'd be nice like, that'd be rest yeah <laughs> that's real <laughs> right rest. but you know we're still trying to keep people alive that's right and, and still fed and discipling and bathed and you know yeah. th- those things don't stop yeah but uh with anything that doesn't need to be on that day we're, we're just trying to plan ahead and move it so that we can stop yeah, that's and good. And we can say this day is different. Yeah. It's set apart. That planning thing is, is I think, it's really important. In, mm. in a, often we think, I can't do this because A, B, C, or D. But if you gave us some forethought, mm. you would actually be able to go, oh, actually, all I need to do is just move my shopping day to a Saturday. Yeah. Or not take that extra shift because I don't actually need it. Or, mm. you know, just have some wisdom yeah. ar- around that. What we're, what we're not saying is that you must, must, must right away. You must apply and do this right away. You must. Yeah. But what we are encouraging you is to to find ways to to build good practices in your life. Whether mm. it's just on a Sunday after you finish church, you gather a whole group of friends and you go and eat a meal together. Yeah. And at that meal, it's not just the general banter. It's no, let's reflect on the goodness of God. Totally. Yeah. Or it's you gather a whole group of friends, uh, you know, Christian friends or, you know, whatever. Mm. Or one. Or one, yeah, that's right, mm. and and go to the beach and go for a good walk, or yeah. you know, like enjoy what makes, you know, what what brings joy to your heart as a gift from God mm. in amongst that. And be grateful to Him for that. Yeah, yeah, and Husbands celebrate and wives, together. Like use that, be be together on yeah. that on that day. Totally, like be, build in your practices of your everyday life of going tonight. We are going to ha- have some intimate moments together. <laughs> And 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 use that to the glory of God. Why not? Yeah, totally. Have some, you know, just capitalize on those things, and 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 really, we're just wanting, encouraging you to reorient your life, more of your life, to be looking at the goodness of God that He has given to us. Yeah, and the pattern that He has created, so that we might be blessed through it. Mm. Hey, I, I hope there's some things for you to be thinking about. Yeah, I suppose that's the key here. Is we we don't want to give you the the um. The list of things you must or mustn't do. That's right. You'll know the things you're like, you know what? I love to do that with the Lord. Yeah. I, or with friends or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. That are restful and, and yeah. bring glory to God and then start implementing them for yourself and, and for your family. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. And we'd encourage you to maybe even find some of your close friends and, and have that conversation with one another. Like make one another accountable on it. How are you going with your, mm. you know, your Sabbaths? How, how are you going with, um, you know, reading the word on this day and stuff like that? Make it a good conversation in, in the community.